Hello, fam. Welcome back, saucers. Ooh, we got a good... (laughs) If you're on YouTube, uh, Molly's swimming to shore. She's literally... If you didn't know what that looked like, you're about to. (laughs) Um. We have such a good episode for Ugh, you, because we, we do this for you guys, okay? Yes. <laughs> this is all for you. <laughs> and it's really for us and our mental health and to work through our own issues. So, um, <laughs> But this week we have one of my good friends on, um, Jeffrey Udebor. So he is, I, I met him last year, um, Alyssa met him last year at one of my shows. Mm-hmm. And first of all, just as a person, he's like the most genuine spirit. He is so kind um so sincere in everything he does he's like such a people person he makes everybody feel like you can trust him everybody feels happy around him right he's just like yeah i mean it it makes sense to why he's so successful at what he does and why artists want to work with him yeah exactly um so he is a music multi-hyphenate he literally does everything he used to be an artist in his own right um still is he's going to probably pop some stuff out later i'm pressuring him into but he does artist relations artist development and brand partnerships um and so he really is just like oftentimes the only real link between the business side and the artist side in situations he's like everybody's so everyone relies on him very heavily and he has a tendency to put a million things on his plate. Every time I talk to him, he's like, you know me, just putting too much on my plate. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> but the thing is he, he makes he's it work it. seamlessly and he handles it all and he excels at everything he does. And so we want to have him on to really dig into this when it comes to creating a career for yourself that you might think doesn't exist out there. Um, there's always a way to like blur or sorry, to blend all of your gifts and your passions into one. I promise you there's a way. And he really is going to explain it, um, whether you're in music or not. And also just to discuss the identity crisis one goes through when you decide to change lanes and that it's okay. And to still like listen to your gut when it's time to shift your reality. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, with that, let's welcome Jeffrey. Yay! We're so excited to have you, Jeffrey. Yes, welcome, Jeffrey. Um, I cannot wait to get into this with you because I. So just this is a like months like coming as well. Like we, yeah. as soon as I met you for the first time at Molly's show, which was amazing. That was a fun night. We vibed so well, and I was like, "Oh, we gotta yeah. get him on the pod." <laughs> yeah, and I actually met Jeffrey. We, we met on set like in August, this past August, but it feels like I've known you multiple years, but we just were both on set. Why were you there again? <laughs> you showed up because you said you would. I was, there, I was there so I don't get fined. No, I mean, I was there. <laughs> it, was, it was for a, a company I work with um, and we had an artist there that had a, um, a shoot. And um, yeah, I was there as like the acting, like talent partnerships manager there. I uh, For that artist in particular, I was able to lock in a, a beauty brand deal for her. Mm, that's um, right like initiate that and then um years prior and then leading up to that um since the project was launched there's been a lot of great strides there and so whenever like there's anything that's on site within my like range of proximity mm-hmm. i go for support so yeah no it's great to be here i mean it's, yeah. it's also dope. so but, glad like, and i feel like what's cool is like there's always like a community that you realize when you like just know like cool creatives so it's just like, yeah. like i feel like we all like kind of are in the same range of like that climate of what mm-hmm. we're trying to mm-hmm. yeah and it's like 
you know, when you meet, because I could tell Alyssa, you and Jeffrey, like when you guys were at my show, you guys hit it off and we're just mm-hmm. talking. Conversation was easy. And that's how it was on set when I met you, Jeffrey, because we were both just sitting there. I was assisting the photographer and um, and we just started talking like, oh, you're in music. Oh, you do music. Oh, and then we just and then like met up for drinks and food the next week and then fast friends. <laughs> um, but so you I mean ran over your title, you know, music, multi-hyphenate artist, relations, artist development and brand partnerships. Um, it's just, I know you do a million things and wear a million hats. And so you're, you're one of the most versatile creatives that I know. Um, so real quick, before we jump into your story, I, can you tell us a little bit about, to give listeners a little bit of an idea of what that looks like, uh, like day to day, kind of like what specifically those things mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I feel, I, you know, it's funny when I was called, when I was first called that title on music, uh, multi-hyphenate that came from around like, I, that was like five years ago when I was interviewing, like I was, I was touring, which I could speak on shortly, but I was touring mm-hmm. a bit in my world. And then I want to get off the road and do something a little bit more full time. So I was like, Oh, I was, I was trying to explore the depths of randomly was trying to explore the depths of being a booking agent. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, when I had an interview with one agency, that was what they called me. They, when I when I explained everything that I do, um, they were like, "Oh, like it, it sounds like this is what you are." And I was like, "I was so like like taken <laughs> back." I was like, oh, "Interesting." Um, is that a thing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, so I so I actually Google. I was like, "What the hell?" Is this? <laughs> um, so, but like speaking speaking to like where that stands with me now is like um, I think that's something that I like to identify a lot of people, not just myself, as you know, like because I think it's like one of those things in today's climate that you, you can be stuck doing one thing, but I feel like it's more fruitful to do more than one thing. And yeah, kind of like, mm-hmm. I don't, um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I kind of, I, I dive into the, um, to the roles of that being like artist relations, um, not just full-time, but even just in general, like when, mm-hmm. I, when I speak, a lot of the people, a lot of the people I end up like crossing paths with are creatives or artists in some form. Yeah. Um, that then you know I, I dive into like I kind of consult for artist development on the on the artist development side. Um, I find mm-hmm. myself sharing game, if not that, and then um, <laughs> yeah, the yeah, partnership side of things. Um, that that's that's something that I've like taken more like contract work, and then mm-hmm. um, production. That's been something I've kind of been born and raised with, um, from working in radio to touring to freelancing and so forth. Even in I, I want to say in almost every role I played, like there's always been a little taste of the production there. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I find that I, I find that a lot of like people in the industry are very attracted to that um, to that skill set because yeah, producing an oh, event yeah. or just producing an event in general or working on an event in some form is not easy. But um, yeah, everything in that's kind of what I do. Um, yeah, I like that. Um, I mean, especially in creative fields, more so I think than in uh, you know people who are like doctors or if you're a lawyer or you're a teacher it's less it's very specialized and specific but oftentimes when we meet creatives like even if like I'm a musician but when I met you on set I was doing photography stuff and like uh, like Alyssa you're an actress and a writer and like Jeffrey you're doing it's like most of the time people who are have a creative career also have other um, passions that are creative as well so it's like a lot of crossover and then it ends up being like, oh yeah, I'm doing graphic design and photography and I sing in art direction. And mm-hmm. it's just like, what? <laughs> but it's becoming more of a thing to call yourself that, like a multi-hyphenate. 
That's, I think I think I think we're going to come to that point soon that I feel like everyone might call themselves that in some form. You yeah. Know, like, yeah, it really is. I, I was just talking to another actor on set and they were having a lot of big meetings with executives from Disney and stuff like that. And they and she was learning from these meetings with like big execs that they want multi hyphenate actors. Like, mm-hmm. so I think it is what is the the trend right now is finding these massive creative brains because yeah. Really, like you said, it, it, it's a very easy transition to want to create and want to um, harness and support other creative minds like you do as well. It's it's a gift. Yeah, that's a on the head there for sure. <laughs> um, and so now going into your story, because you're you, every time I talk to you and we will like go and have like drinks or grab food or something for like many times. And every time I talk to you, I learn about another life that you had, like another past life. And so I know that you came to music from the artist side yourself. Um, and then, so, yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about that journey for you from like why and why you made the transition into more of the business side? And was that kind of like how we call an SOS moment for you or how did that feel? Yeah, for sure. I mean, like I grew up, I grew up always like kind of like songwriting and that was mm-hmm. always my passion, like, you know, like be, from being a kid and, and then like um, locally in my hometown, like I was making music, I was kind of making some, so I, I, honestly, like I, I'll give myself credit. I was making some fun strides there and like my late teenage, early twenties, not, not to date myself. Um, <laughs> like I was um, like recording professionally probably for the first time when I was like 16. Um, mm-hmm. But but then I even like if my cousins were to was here right now, they would talk about the one time I even tried to sign up for like a random contest, like when I was recording when I was thirteen. You know, like um, yeah, definitely was a passion of mine. And I mean, the music in its entirety is a passion of mine. So mm-hmm. I can't, I can't say I really like like you know close that door. But yeah. um, I worked with some pretty great producers. I, I was definitely privileged to have done that. Um, had some pretty fun shows I was able to do locally. And then um, can't say like I did a national tour, but a cool moment I had was I was able to do like a small, like local artist showcase at South by Southwest in Austin mm-hmm. um, years ago. So that was fun. Um, but even like from the shows I was doing, you know, it wasn't like, uh, I definitely did my fair share of like college shows, basement shows and so forth. But then I did like some small, like clubs type venues. Um, yeah. performing for I did some stuff for like Asher Roth and, and this is like during the blog era. So I was very like happy to have been a part of that while it was like music I was dropping um was on websites like datpip.com and i was um yeah. and you know i was getting some blog love there and then um opening up for artists even like i opened up like kid ink when he was like in that like blog kind of situation yeah. Oh, yeah. it was fun mm-hmm. um but admittedly i think like you know i i, I focus heavily on the artistry side but then i i i had I also had my own like kind of music group that um i oriented around myself to kind of like be that like support uh, that level of support that I would have needed. But at the same time, I wasn't, I didn't have a manager. So I yeah. was my managing a group and managing myself and then kind of also managing an artist that was in the group as well. Mm. Um, we'll um, just, just, as, you know, like um, just kind of speak on that correctly, but like it came to a point that I was very business minded and that was the feedback I was being given um, mm-hmm. from a lot of my peers and a lot of even like the, you know, the musical, like, uh, pioneers that I would look up to that I was able to um like be like privileged to be in a studio with um mm-hmm. I, I used to, like York and all that stuff 
Um, then I was also offered a few like deals, but like, un, un, you know, admittedly, like, I didn't know what the hell was going on with the deals I was offered. Like, I'd have yeah. to mm-hmm. try to show me, try, you know, try to, try to shop the record. And I'm like, wait, what's, what is this? Like, what is all this stuff? Right. So, um, I had to take a back seat. I was like, you know, cause at the same time I was taking like music business courses, trying to really understand like what this is. And I was thriving in the music business course I took. And then I almost went, I almost went to Berkeley College of Music. I was almost oh, trying wow. to do that. I almost went there too. Yeah, I was, uh, uh, it's expensive as hell there. So, <laughs> I know. <laughs> that's why I didn't go. Um, yeah, I was like, you know, it was, I was like, I was like 40 grand a year. I'm like, that's, that's I know. Wild. Oh, like, they're, 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 they're trying to sell me on like, yeah, we'll give you a MacBook. I was like, but 40 grand a year? <laughs> the 40 is a MacBook 40 grand? A year? <laughs> give me like, a scholarship. I'll, I'll, I can buy my own damn MacBook. <laughs> I won't, I'm fine with my Windows XP. Like, if you, right, if you right. can, 40, yeah, so. I, it was, it came to a point that I was like, all right, I'm getting good feedback on like how business savvy I am. I'm having deals that I don't understand. I'm just, mm-hmm. process I don't understand. So I just took a back seat. I was like, I need to like, actually like really get like boots on the ground in the music business. So, um, I remember locally, I was telling myself, I'm like, if I had to start anywhere, where would it be? And I was like, maybe radio. I felt like radio was touching everything. Also, you have like, everybody knows by now, cause they're listening the most amazing speaking voice I was like you need to be say. doing voiceovers <laughs> and radio like oh yeah. my god podcast oh, voiceovers like yeah you could <laughs> yeah I've been giving that feedback um a few times it's funny because even the radio uh, when I did work in radio they were really trying to get me towards that path of being like hey we need I'm you on sure the yeah, yeah when I left Boston moved to LA like it, it there was definitely a few upset folks because they were like damn we had some plans for you and I was like well, <laughs> mm, well. <laughs> but, but um radio was radio was the first step i took um i um I, it's so random how i got in i started off as an intern i was in college still um and i just was you know i, I love you know i was on twitter mm-hmm. saw the radio follows, tweeting being like hey we're looking for we're looking for interns so let me shoot my shot literally yeah. literally just like tweeted at the radio station sent me a link to <laughs> The rest was kind of history as an intern. I just, uh, I mean, busting my ass and anything I do is like second nature. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's what I did. I just made sure I was, I, I was, I was the, I was on my flight folder. I was like the first one in, but I was like the last one out. I was mm-hmm. like, you know, so that first one in, first one out. And for those who grocery shop, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but I was like the first one in, last one out, learning, growing, doing all that stuff there. Did my thing in radio to, 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 to be, you know, to, to like sum it up, did, my, did as much as I could in radio, living in Boston. Um, still was taking a stab at music. Like I did some cool things from there. Like I had like a small, like sponsorship from like, uh, actually, well, I almost forgot that I did that, but I had a sponsorship <laughs> from a nonprofit organization that was centered around trying to basically like keep guns from the youth. Um, mm. yeah, so actually, so shout, shout out to know if we needed, they took, they, they, they were, we, we, we campaigned something really crazy there. Wow. There's Massachusetts. I mean, we see it, it's it's gotten worse in the world, but Massachusetts at that time was really, really going through it. Um, yeah. with like gang violence. So I was campaigning, like working on some, you know, it started off as like a jingle idea, but then it was more of like working on the actual like records. And yeah. then like, I about perform for like the city. Like I did something for the mayor. Wow. Some piece basketball thing. Like, yeah, I, I think I was cleaning, I was cleaning just some old paperwork. And I remember like, there was a, like, he like wrote me a certificate. I forgot what it was. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Thing. I did that. I did something in my hometown. I did like a matinee event in my hometown. I had like my own show there. Um, and, and so I kind of like was, was like actively, that was probably one of the last things I was doing. I was campaigning that. And then I did like 
a one small show in like New Hampshire uh, for benefit opening up for like uh, this old school R&B group of uh, Full Force. I'm not sure if, you know, the young kids that listen here might know who they are, but if you watch House Party, um, <laughs> you would know. But, um, yeah, I did that. And then, yeah, then I, then I, then I think I took a real backseat in the music because I think when I did that again, it was like kind of like triggering and not mm-hmm. in a bad or like, yo, like, what am I doing there? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I need, like if this, if this is something I really want to do, I want to, I want to like legitimize it. And, um, so mm-hmm. I was like, let me just get back on track, you know? And then, um, funny enough, what found me wanting to move to LA was like the music initially. Like actually like a lot of people, you know, I would tell people like, yeah, move to LA, like, you know, for opportunity. That's like, of course, like who, like, you know, who doesn't right. move to LA? But, um, primarily the opportunity I was trying to chase was music. Like I visited As an LA. artist. Yeah, as an artist, so, yeah, mm-hmm. I was like, my first time visiting LA was around like seven years ago, um, around this time, and I was like, I hit the ground running. I remember the first place I visited, I visited Paramount Recording Studios, shooting shit with them, letting them know like what I was about, like what I was Damn. trying to do. All the producers, like, every producer I met, engineers I met, some engineers I met, like I'm still like really tight with right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then like, and then that following fall. I just was like, okay, wait, I just visited LA like eight months ago. Why am I not there yet? So mm-hmm. I just honestly just packed everything in my car and just drove wow. like uh, to LA. And now uh, it took me about like, like three, three and a half, four days. Didn't mm-hmm. have it. I didn't really, I can't say I really had a plan. I can't really say I had things lined up. So I kind of started like all over um, mm-hmm. back in the radio side of things. And then was able to get, um, yeah, I was able to get back in with radio and then and that was kind of a little bit of like a short-lived run, like on and off. Then, mm-hmm. you know, network found my way into the touring space, which that was a whole different beast. Um, yeah. yeah. Or I, I kind of toured nonstop. So like my first tour was with New Kids on the Block, Boys to Man, Paul Abdul. Wow. That was, that was, damn, that, that was like actually about like six years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and then I just like, told myself like I didn't want to be genre specific because radio working in radio wasn't genre specific. I was working in like top I you know, I worked at uh, iHeartMedia. So that you oh, know like, okay. anyone knows of them, I mean like they that's that's all of radio. So I was mm-hmm. doing like pop side, top forties. That's sometimes when I was in Boston I had to work country, you know, oh. Yeah, I was all I was I was everywhere. <laughs> I can't say I work country as <laughs> much you definitely not <laughs> like mm, I don't believe it. I can see me a stage coach anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> It was cool. Like, I mean, it definitely like what it definitely taught me to be more versatile and like learn about the bigger world around me. So, mm-hmm. um, with touring, I was like, I said yes to everything. I yeah. some, it definitely burned my energy, but I said yes to damn near everything. Like, I did. Yeah. From that tour that I mentioned earlier to like Foreigner, then from wow. Foreigner, the Dancing with the Stars Broadway tour, then I did Kesha McLemore, then I did Childish Gambino, which that was my favorite one. That's um, crazy. That's so cool. I did a and I did a Latin tour with um uh, with Mana, like uh, definitely one of the mm. biggest you know acts of all time, and that was a cool culture shock for me. Um, and then mm-hmm. I got off the started being a little bit more full time. Um, and then COVID, you did what it did. Uh, definitely made all of us kind of quarantine and reflect. Yeah. But I in the reflection part, and then that's when I started picking into like stuff that I knew I wanted to do, but didn't really have the time to get into it. So I was like, okay, brand partnerships. Like that's something I was interested in. So let me shoot my shot there. Mm-hmm. Did that that's kind of where I'm at like now with some things. And then I just always learned that there was a gap between the way artists and businesses like kind of come together. Yeah. So I, like, so I kind of like, so at that point, like, you know, created my own LLC and then started like consulting 
for like that. Um, and which is still kind of what I do, not too much. Yeah. But I do like, yeah, I do. I do that like on my off hours whenever I have those. Right, which you don't. I feel like you don't have, but also that's like such a missing link. It's such a wide open lane that gap between, like you said, the way that the business is done and the way the artists approach it. You know, they try to put like, you know, a label puts their quote unquote middleman in, or a manager has to act as a middleman, but it's not you're in such a unique position coming from an artist side. Like you were an artist, you are an artist and you have that perspective and you also have, um, extremely developed interpersonal skills. Like you're very good with people. You're very personable. You, you come across genuine instantly and just like people feel like they can trust you right away, which is really hard as artists for us to find. And, you know, cause you're one too. So it's just like, you're kind of, I feel like part of the reason you're so overloaded is because there's not a lot of people doing approaching like there's other people doing similar things, but not from the same way you're approaching it. And so that makes you such a hot commodity in the industry because artists are like, no, we need him. Like if his name's not attached, we're not going to do it. And then I know I know you have a lot of artists like asking you to manage them even and just like big artists that are like, hey, dude, you be my manager like. Some of my favorite artists that I'm just like, I'm like, will you be my manager? Like, <laughs> but it's just like, a, I'm not even a singer. Be my manager. <laughs> yeah, for real. Can you manage but anything at all? Probably. I, you, know, um, funny, I, you know, um, I've actually like, I've joked about it, but I don't really joke about it as much. I always tell myself that I would like transition like film and, and yeah. so forth. Jeffrey. More, I told myself that. Like, I told myself yeah. I would do that before before I hit the next uh, the next decade. I got I got I got a bit of time, so before I hit forty, I told myself like I want to at least have some sort of a stake in like film. Yeah, that's. I, I want to say my sister there. My sister's my sister's into that. Um, she does. Oh, yeah, like, and it's voiceover too. Your sister, right? Yeah, we were talking over. about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's very very low key. Like to it, I don't I don't fully know what she does. I I, yeah. I have to like like but. But when I find out what she does, I'm always like, get like, are you serious? Like there'll be like big time, like movies and shows that she's a part of that. Yeah. Uh, I think that's what I love most about that side of the industry is like, things can be super discreet there. And Mm -hmm. I like the industry. Yeah. Music industry. It's kind of a little bit harder to be discreet Mm -hmm. because like the way to thrive is to not really be so discreet in a way. Like, yeah, I, I, but, um, no, it's true. Especially like as an artist, you can't really, like the old, I mean, I don't know. It's like you can be, you can be a songwriter, and no one knows who you are. But yeah, then, yeah, yeah. but a lot of times, there's like, yeah, like little ways, but you can't really. The artist, you literally have to even tell people what type of water you're drinking. Like it's crazy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like it's it's can't, like they have to know you're drinking spring water. Like you can't even say reverse osmosis. <laughs> wow, this fuck. Well, I, I want to ask because I want to piggyback because you were talking about like when you were actively uh, working as an artist and a musician and you were younger and you were hearing all these people talk about how like, oh wait, you belong in the business side, you belong in the business side. And then you started to tackle that side of you. Was there a difficulty internally when you're wrestling with that kind of transition into the business side? Did you feel like you were abandoning that side of you? Did you feel like you had to choose or is that a still, that's still something that you think about? Yeah, I still, I, you know, I still, I, there's always, I feel like you can always think about the what if and the what can be. Um, mm-hmm. If I need to like, like basically think about the past, like I'm always, I do think about like, what if I just didn't pay attention and like still like, you know, did the artist side. Um, 
I'm not mad at my decisions currently because I think like mm-hmm. it netted. Like you know, I'm able to have a good you know good roof on my head and mm-hmm. steady income. The weather, like multiple storms. I could I have done that as an artist, like just fully like a full time artist, perhaps. But then I think what's cool is like fast forwarding in today's climate, every artist is like every creative is not only not only wants to boss up in that sense, but every creative has bossed up in that sense where it's mm-hmm. like they do hone in on their art, but they, you know, like kind of what we like led this early, the conversation with earlier is like the multi hyphenate like mentality yeah, you, is like you have to if you want well, because yeah. It's like, and maybe, maybe it can be because of stability, but at the same time, I think it's also just about like making life fruitful. It's like, you know, um, if, if I was just doing an art, just doing my artistry stuff, then I think it would have felt like work and it wouldn't be fun. Mm-hmm. You know, but mm-hmm. what I, what I find the joy is that there are things that I do for work that are not fun. Yeah. But I tell my, should I get back, like back in the booth or whatever it is and and, and do that? I think what would be cool is like I get to approach that with a whole different like mentality because I know that I've seen both sides, you know, yeah. I've, I've, I've went through multiple lanes of it. So, yeah, I mean, it definitely it definitely was a battle whenever because it, it wasn't like anyone forced me to take the business route. It was more so like the feedback was just immaculate there. Everybody yeah. like this decision making I was coming up with and just like my structure, like how I brought structure. Like I was like very rare. And I, and I say this in respect to a lot of the artists. I do know and a lot of artists I do consult with uh, or even just artists I work with period like very rare that you see artists like that can scale their workflow accordingly to like even project management like their, yeah. their stuff and um I applaud those artists that can't because they're so good at their music that mm-hmm. I, I I totally get where that's a strong focus but I also applaud the artists that that do like I see myself in a lot of artists that I'm, that I'm around because they're always just like they're just doing so much like they're just doing way too much and like yeah gotta like tell them that i don't I, it's not fair for me to say like yo you're doing the most like relax mm-hmm. like <laughs> yeah i can't say how can i say that you know right, what I, right. what I, and in those shoes so what I, what I do instead is i just align i align immediately mm-hmm. i'm just hey, like i hear you like you know what i mean if you're in the studio right now and you couldn't get deliverables to me that i needed like cool because i probably would have been the same like yeah. you know so so I mean, I'm I'm grateful for what I did because it helps me understand this creative realm a lot better, and yeah. what's, I can be in that creative space and like just work the room. I know how to like you know I'm not a suit, you know like mm-hmm. I, I think when artists talk to me, they know that I'm not a suit. Like I don't mind wearing a suit, yeah, but I'm not a, right. I, I, you know because I think that's the disconnect we're still seeing. So I'm I'm happy with my decision because it helped me not be on the other side of the spectrum because we're still seeing a lot of um, industry heads, as we want to call them, that are in the business to want to get in bed with artists and work with artists and blah, blah, blah. But they just don't like take the time to properly align with an artist. Yeah. So and they no, can't they can't actually yeah. relate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in, in, in creatives, period. Like, you know, what I mean, and I, 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 when I say artists, I'm not just saying music. I'm saying like artists, mm-hmm. period. Like, like, you know, music, uh, film. Mm-hmm. Sports, you know, whatever it is, it's mm-hmm. like it's like there's gonna be a lot of these executives that love the idea of talking to you, but they're not actually like you know they're not willing to hear you out, they're not willing to actually like yeah. see, you, see you through. So it's like I'm grateful I'm not that. So I think mm-hmm. I think it's my pathway, it's it's my decision making that led me here. And like, um, yeah, I'm, I mean, and it's crazy because like yeah, to, to something that you know details brought up earlier, I always get asked by artists to be in these situations like more in depth. Or like to manage them or continue, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is. But it's like 
I find joy in that, although it can be overwhelming because it's mm-hmm. more of an asset of me, like a week, if not a month. Yeah. Um, but the beauty of that is that, okay, like, cool. Like I've yet again, found myself in a position to have someone comfortable enough to vulnerably speak on their yeah. art with me. I think even without me needing to say it, they can tell that there's like that connection of me having been an artist too. Like, you yeah. know, like not like an iron sharpens iron kind of situation. That's mm-hmm. kind of how I see it. I feel yeah. like the Jerry Maguire. <laughs> You're like Jerry Maguire. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll, 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 no, but for I, Show I, me I, the- I, I feel like, you know, it's this just something that's lacking in, in today's climate of like, you know, the business savvy folks and then those who are truly the creatives. And it's like, not saying that they shouldn't, you know, be in the same room. I, right. I want them to be in the same room. But I want them to understand each other a yes. lot better. Yeah. It takes, it takes a lot of effort to get there. Um, but, mm-hmm. and that's, and that's why I also like, am always like kind of helping those on the business side, like try to like better understand like artists. And, and I think that's why the most important title I claim of what I, of all I do is artist relations, because like, mm-hmm. that's, that's yeah. like, the bridge. It's like, it's like artists can be very unhappy, very quick. Um, and, and rightfully so. Mm-hmm. And I want to play my part because artists do need some of these, some of these, some of these yeah. business models, platforms, artists, you know, there's a need for that mm-hmm. um, for, um, to strike gold. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, anybody knows when I'm, when I'm in the, when, you know, when I'm in the mix, I, I always say where, 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 like where I prioritize it. I'm pro artist. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like right. um, another, another, another company, another client could always, could always rock with me, but that one artist, like, or that 10, that batch of 10, 20, a thousand artists, like it's different. I can't, you can't replace like what they right. are. Right. Yeah. How do you like, how, how do you get that across? Because there's so many people that love to talk about the divas in the industry that like they want all this, this and this to actually put on a performance that's going to, uh, that, that's going to rock. Like, how do you, how can you communicate when people aren't as pro artist as you? That doesn't speak the language that they speak. Cause I feel like there's such a miscommunication sometimes, mm-hmm. a mis- misinterpretation of, of what an artist needs. Yeah. I use Google Translate. <laughs> Chat GPT. Um, <laughs> um, you know, you got a level set, I think, early on. Um, and what I do best is one, I mean, I feel like just reading humans is like something that you just gotta just like know, right? I mean, like they definitely mm-hmm. are the I've dealt with some divas, like mm-hmm. divas. And I'll I'll admit some of the divas I've dealt with, I never want to see again. And I've 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 made it. <laughs> I've made it so yeah. that I've never seen them again. And yeah. I'm very happy. But when I was in the mix, well, I mean, I think, yeah, just level setting on those boundaries. Like, because every human has boundaries. So it's like, so even if they're extreme, I've been in situations where when an artist is walking down the dressing room, everyone has to like turn yeah. around and look at the wall. Yeah. It is what it is. I mean, like, I mean, how, like, is that a little like, too submissive? You can't make eye contact with this person. They like, it's on their contact. rider. Yeah. But, but, but then, you know, in some situations where when you probe and find out why you can't make eye contact, like there's some, some people have some, a little bit of some issues that you have to just kind of like yeah. align with and just like, except for what it is. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, my best, I mean, but to, to your point where I do my best to like, really like communicate with them is like, sometimes the best communication might be no communication. So like mm-hmm. communicate with the party that like is right near them. So like yeah. I find out who the point person is, you know what I mean? Like who's their like accountability partner? Yeah. You know, like um everybody kind of has uh, an accountability figure in like that they that they lean on. So 
um, it's kind of like, it, it's like my own little like cheat code. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes I don't really like, if I don't need to talk to the artist in that case, I won't talk to the artist. Mm-hmm. I'll find their manager, I'll find their day-to-day, their executive assistant, whatever it is. I'll find whatever that title is. I'll talk to their pet if I have to. <laughs> like, I don't like, you know what I mean? You, you want to find, you want to find like where their like safety net is and when mm-hmm. form is that person and mm-hmm. communicate everything. And, and honestly, if need be, over communicate. Like I always over communicate to mm-hmm. which like I could be super annoying for that, but I do it so that the accountability is being shared across all parties and I do it so that nothing gets missed. No detail yeah. gets missed. Yeah. Yeah. Keeping your side of the street cleaned. <laughs> yeah. I just want to make sure that everything is on the table. Like that's mm-hmm. why I'm, I'm, I'm a big believer in transparency anyway. So yeah. Uh, so I found that a lot of artists appreciate that of me, especially the divas. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I'm okay with it. Like, you know what I mean? I, I, and I think I'm grateful to not have to be like in today's time. I'm not really dealing with too much divas, but there's a few of them. But what I also do too, is I, I, I mean, I, listen, I, I keep, it's almost like when you're in a text argument with somebody, you know what I mean? Not that I, not that I do that in my life, but I mean, it's, but where I'm leading with that is like, just always have your receipts ready. Have it, have your, have like, have your proof of purchase, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or like, proof of like I've also learned with artists, especially, uh, or especially the creatives is like, out there, um, especially the ones that are divas that always kind of want to second guess to question everything, have like quantifiable data handy if you could, or have something quantifiable to show them, like why you were insisted and they go from point A to point B, you know, mm-hmm. like so, yeah, and in whatever form it is, feel free to just do it. It can be social media numbers that you can get a screenshot of followers or likes or impressions one day and then get it another it can be anything like that for me it can be a little bit more detailed like i'll use like a program like mix panel if there's like um something data related that i need to like show to an artist be like yo this is exactly why i asked the shit of you like mm-hmm. please like you know like yeah uh, yeah or money. let them know how much money they're gonna lose yeah i have my fun there i i mean i and there's, there's definitely a lot of battles i lose when it comes to the diva artists or like the difficult mm-hmm. artists and i'm yeah, um, you can only do so much. At that point, that's what I tell myself. I can only do so mm-hmm. much. Um, my job was to de- was to deliver uh, as as to what was promised, and I did that. That's yeah. what I tell myself. Yeah. Um, there's so many, so many things going through my head, like so many questions. But what would you say? What is your favorite? I mean, you kind of touched on it, but not necessarily in this context. What's your favorite aspect of working with artists? Yeah, I feel like I, yeah, I did touch on it a bit, but like, that, I, but to speak more on that is like, um, I feel like a lot of people would say they they, they like the the big like the wins, mm-hmm. um, when they when they when they are part of an artist like like milestone victory, yeah. right? Like, I can say that too, and it's true. Like, I do I do love those moments, but I also love the moments where there's key learnings. Uh, I don't want to yeah. say a moment where there's a loss. I just want to say there's a moment where there's a key learning. Um, just because I like. I don't really believe in the idea of a perfect world. Um, yeah. Although I like, the idea of a perfect world. So when I'm in the midst of a creative and if something didn't go as planned, mm-hmm. um, I don't want to say we failed, but I'd like to say that we could fail forward. Mm-hmm. Um, those things where it's like, uh, yeah, I just turned that situation to a key learning. I think that's what I get the most growth out of personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whether it, was, it fell on me or something that fell on someone else or, whatever it was like, as long as I know that there was like some sort of like a key learning that I was able to. Yeah. Explore. Yeah. yeah so and that's also fun. to like witness that 
in an artist and see how that affects them in their career moving forward too. Like, Oh, they actually absorbed. Like if you're there for a moment like that and then you see it like internalized and then they learn to deal with the situation different. And then later on you see that growth that might, that's probably rewarding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's something I feel like, I mean, and I say that also like for myself too, like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, like celebrate a win. Like I'm always down to like continue learning from, you know, not necessarily mm-hmm. from a lot. Right. Right. And your, your, what you do is your passion. You know, what we all do is our passion as artists. What are the biggest challenges to you when your career is your passion? Do you think? Really good question. Um, I mean, I want to say the imposter syndrome is as a Mm. a start. Literally the first thing that comes to my mind. Me too. We always think about that. (laughs) Me like yeah, it hits me often. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. sometimes you can get you get the Sunday scaries, and then you and then you and then you get <laughs> go to the Monday madness. And you're like, Damn, seriously? Uh, yeah, I mean that's definitely the big. Like I'm so passionate about what I do that I'm like I would hate to suck at what I do. <laughs> like yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I would hate to like, inadvertently or directly be told that suck at what I do. So it's like <laughs> I, that's what it comes down to. Um, and then you can always blame it on different. Not even blame it. You can honestly place it on different like s- scopes of just like who you are or, you know, demographically, where do you stand? Like, you mm-hmm. know, it can be situ- be the current climate, right? Like we're we living in a really weird time right now where it's like yeah. just layoffs left and right. I mean, uh, just stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's my biggest challenge. Uh, and I can't say I have faced that. I don't, I'm not going to say that like I face it daily, but, that, but I mean, it, it does happen. And I think oh, it's just yeah. human nature. Um, you can't predict yeah. it though. So that's why you have to like arm yourself with uh, tools to get through it because you don't know when it's going to rear its head. Right. Like, it's just like, Oh, today I'm feeling here it is again. <laughs> and it can just be, it, 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 uh, I, I, sometimes I even tell myself like, you know, like, like speaking on days of the week, like, you know, Fridays, right. Something to have like what, 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 what somebody would call it the Friday funk, you know, it's like mm-hmm. you're speaking and trying to figure out like, like, like you, you approached it with, you know, like you, you approached it strong, hoping that you can like really like net some success for yourself throughout the week, you know? Right. And then Wednesday, mm-hmm progress but then friday you don't even just look at the start of the week you just look at like the entirety of your career sometimes right that yeah so like, i'm doing this shit so it's like so sometimes i mean i get myself out of that as much as i can um mm-hmm. yeah it's just like i think overall like yeah circling it back it's like it's definitely imposter syndrome that always like really like kind of like gets in the challenge. way of, uh, yeah and then aside from that yeah i mean I think it's just like that one detail I mentioned earlier. It's like, um, I'm, I'm big on, I'm big on like people. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I think like I'm passionate about this industry. I'm passionate about my career. I'm passionate about what I do. But then when I see other folks, because, because I'm a big believer of iron sharpening iron. And when mm-hmm. I see other folks, like kind of want to come in with like dull energy, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's not like we don't need that kind of blade in this mix. You know, it's like, we mm-hmm. kind of like, like you can need so, so, or when I see people like just trying to like naturally be vindictive, like there's a yeah. lot of that. There's a like, lot. So, yeah. So it's like, that's something, that's another thing that I'm like, that makes it hard for me to like, sometimes and, like, like passive aggressive, all that. Yeah. The passive aggressive culture and everything. It's like, like I even try to tell myself, like I, I will tell anybody like, please humble me if that, if that is me, mm-hmm. you know, like, uh, so it's just one of those things like, like, yeah, it's like a few of those elements that um not necessarily like an industry thing it's like more of like a worldwide people thing yeah that, but it does affect like the industry that you're a part of and very passionate about 
it sucks. You know what I mean? So it's like one of yeah. those things that I'm not like, I deal with that often. Like I'm grateful because I know how to dissociate and detach um, mm-hmm. fairly. But um, when it does happen, it does suck. You know, and it definitely makes me like sometimes like, you know, kind of maybe go back to the imposter syndrome and question why. Right. I'm there. And it's or like so. you got to have a support system around you, I, I guess, because it's like a number of times that you and I've had conversations and then you'll be it's like we're talking about imposter syndrome, but you'll be describing something you're doing and you're like, yeah, I don't, I'll, I'll, or I'll like compliment you be like, dang, that's, that's like really, and you're like, yeah, I don't really know what I'm doing. I don't know. And I'm like, yes, you do. <laughs> like you actually do because you are being like sought out and poached and paid for and like requested at a high rate. So like you do know what you're doing, but, but I mean, we all feel that way. So I hopefully like having a, reminding each other of that at all times like that's what Alyssa and I do for each other too because it's just like you you need that because it's so you can't you can't just live in your head forever because you will go crazy mm-hmm. no that's 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 big facts there no yeah like how do you that's something that no no I was gonna say like how do you keep it exciting for yourself even with all these challenges like how do you keep it spicy how do you keep it going so it doesn't feel like a chore so it doesn't feel like Work, you're like, so you're jumping fulfilled. the sh- yeah fulfill you're not jumping the shark of your own career essentially but I, I think what i what i do i think honestly like the reason why i think that also speaks to why like i do everything that i do i try to diversify mm. so much mm-hmm. of i have in my career um, yeah i go bored and like you know so this, like, to your point like keeping it keeping it exciting like mm. keep myself feeling like empowered every day like i always mm. try to like so granted like Yes, I have I have a whole full time role in artist relations, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't need to do all the other stuff I do, but right. I do it. Because, yeah, because I just feel like ultimately one complements the other, and it all just speaks to the big picture of like what I'm like, of why I'm here, you know? Because this whole industry is built off of multiple facets. So mm-hmm. like, you know, one day yes, artist relations. The next day, of course, brand partnerships. The next day, event production. It's like and. I think where I find my joy in is like knowing that I can speak to all that, you yeah. know, like no one can, but I can, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, um, and it's something I always encourage everybody if they can find the time, you know, it's not easy, of course, balancing everything that, that, that one could balance as <laughs> wearing multiple hats, but yeah. I think that's the best, and that's the best way to find your career exciting. Know that mm-hmm. knowing that it's not just one lane in your career, knowing that there's not just one avenue in your career, there's multiple different avenues. You know, yeah. I feel like most people that see that do get stuck is because they're just doing that one thing, that one yeah. part. Of so you think, so, you, so don't stay in your lane, <laughs> go to another lane, right. try another lane. Stay lane. I mean, I, I mean, it's funny because I, I feel like, you know, whenever that, whenever that, uh, that term is, is out there, like stay in your lane, I'm like, I get it where it, when, in moments where someone needs to stay in the lane, according right. to like, my business. <laughs> yeah, but to your career, no, don't stay in your lane. Um, yeah. So hard, do, you know, go city to city, go on go on a spiritual tour if need mm-hmm. be like yeah, no, yeah learn something as much as you can like try different things shadow other people talk yeah. to other people and like do yeah. things that you are scared of doing right or don't think you can do or haven't done before probably yeah learn be okay with like not being good at something um mm-hmm. i was i was always told like i forgot which, which one of my like former bosses so i was like you have six months to be shitty at something you know what I mean? When you start something new, that's kind of like where yeah. I tell myself. Whenever I'm like starting something new in life, 
or thinking about trying something new, I tell mm-hmm. myself, ahead of time, like, this, this is kind of how I beat my imposter syndrome ahead of time. I yeah. tell myself, I got something. Like, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So if it's like month seven, I'm like, all right, this is the, what, yeah. like, what's going so I tell myself, yeah, anything, anything else I've tried, like, got six months. Um, so I don't, I don't, I typically don't trip over what I can't control. You know That's- what I mean? Like, really good advice yeah that's That's, amazing (laughs) that's a really good like because it always helps when something has a something is more tangible like that like to say oh don't have imposter syndrome is like yeah great i i don't want to like i would love to not but if you're saying like you have six months you can you can be shitty at this for six months it's like tangible it makes sense it's like we can see it in front of us so that that's a lot easier to handle and even when it's like a new role within that lane that you're still in, you still, that, then your six months is reset. You have yep. six months to suck. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, that's how I mean. Yeah. Like, still six months. Like, just, just wing it. Like, do mm-hmm. what you can. Suck, you suck. It's all good. You're going to, you're going to get past it anyways. Like, that's how yeah. I look at it. It's like, that was what I told myself too. It's like, yeah, like, a lot of people, a lot of people believe in or, or, or like, or like fair failure, but I'm just more of like, just fail forward. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, like, Fail, learn from it, and then just move on. Like, it's way worse consider- not doing anything. Like- yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like, sure. uh, I mean, yeah, I think if, and as that ties into like satisfaction of your career and so forth, it's like that's where it's like whether you're 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 striving or not, it's it's more so find the satisfaction, find like a satisfaction piece there, mm-hmm. and like, like measure success differently at that point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's like at that point, it's like. Success doesn't have to be the same way that it resonates with the person to the left or right of you. It can just, you can measure it completely different. And I'm still measuring, I'm still measuring yeah. success different. I'm telling myself something different about what success should be like in, in my career pathway and, and so forth. Right. So. Because it keeps changing. I think it's really hard also for people, for us to separate ourselves from what we, whenever we decided to do what we're doing now, like whether, like my whole life, I wanted to do music and, and, whenever you decided to do what you're doing, you had a certain idea of what success, like what success would look like. But then to understand that as you're going through it and evolving, like everything changes, you have to allow for your goal post to move and also your perspective on it to move. Cause it's just like, I mean, the industry changes. Like if I had the same goal post I had when I moved out to LA, I'd be like running in an empty field because there's no players over there anymore. Like it's not how it works anymore. So you just have to, uh, like what you're saying, like be flexible with that within yourself. So you're not holding yourself to it. Something that is not even worth chasing anymore. Sure. No, seriously. And I think that, I think, I think like more of that needs to be said, like, Mm -hmm. like, like just, yeah, more of it needs to be said in the industry. Cause it's like, like measuring success, like, we're measuring success off of like a, a black and white playbook. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, like uh, color, like attributes to the matter that we should be considering. And yeah. Yeah. That on. Yeah. What um, I was going to ask, like, what are some dream projects to work on or dream artists that you'd like to work with? I truly would love to work with like a Donald Glover. Uh, mm. I, I say a- I feel like he's inspired and, and, and there's been like, you know, a reproduction of like a lot of crazy out there, but if not the direct Donald Glover, um, mm-hmm. I would love to in some form. Um, I feel like that would be, and not, 
not in a sense of me like like you know fanning out sim but in a sense of mm-hmm. i know i'm incredibly challenged like i probably i see myself being super stressed out to try to match that like immaculate mind of his mm-hmm. but i'm down you know i mean yeah. i'm just down i love him did you see there was like an interview that was just going viral with him he's like next to an orange tree did you see that yes and he's talking about this is america and i didn't Mm -hmm. know that that was a drake diss track yeah Yeah. uh, his mind is just so and that that was the tour i went on i went i went on the this is america tour uh in 28 um yeah i mean he's it's a dream project to just Mm -hmm. to just work I mean, I would also, I mean, one of my biggest, you know, my biggest like inspirations is Jay-Z. You know, I would love yeah. to work on. I mean, I've worked on projects that his name was attached to. Like, you mm-hmm. know, in the past, I suppose I've worked on like the Main American Music Festival doing like the VIP attribute there um, mm-hmm. under my project. And then, but I mean, like, I would love to work on something that's like super in-depth, you know, like yeah. with that. Yeah, you know, I've, and I've came, I've came, I've came close to working on specific projects with like, brands or artists that like i'm like diehard fan of and i'm kind of glad i didn't really uh, like further and to some degree because you know i guess like just through some exploration like if i just didn't want to find out I, I i don't there's something i don't want to explore that would make me like not be a fan anymore yeah 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 but there's some projects i worked on or some projects i played a small i guess like to be safe there's some projects i played a small part in that mm-hmm. i'm like you know more if i could like admittedly like i did like PA work for Tyler creators like Igor, like I was mm-hmm. released four years ago. And I was telling myself, like, you know, the opportunity to present itself, I'd like to work more creatively with someone like him, you know, just because I was wondering if you'd be interested in working with him because even saying like Donald Glover, because t- yeah, he's a Tyler creators. Wild. Yeah. Crazy. That's the thing. I mean, so I feel like any any creative out there that would truly challenge my brain, like mm-hmm. would like have a hard time sleeping at night saying, like, yo, I don't know what the hell this person needs me to do. Yeah, like that's those are people I want to be in front of. I feel like Anderson Pack could be like that. Oh yeah, AP would be another one for sure. Um, Mm -hmm. I I mean, yeah, I'm super inspired by like you know artists like him, but then also like I wouldn't mind like just kind of being in front of like the crazy business savvy folks like the Fifty Cents of the world. Yeah, you know, um, I don't mind that either. But I think like Mm -hmm. primarily it's like. Cause I feel like something that I know I want to like, want to like get my hands more in depth with is like definitely the more of the creative, um, mm-hmm. aspect. So, like, yeah, like the names you mentioned earlier, those yeah. are hundred percent. Yeah. Big. Yeah. That's like, amazing. I'm big on that, but also I'm like down for the, I'm down for some wild challenges too, just to add to my story. Like, yeah. Give me, give me, give me in front of Lauren Hill and try to get me to get her to show up to stage. Show up on stage. Yeah. <laughs> just, just do what you're here to do. Just do that. <laughs> down to get frustrated one more time oh my god <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I feel like if anyone could it'd probably be you it'd probably be I you that could make I, her. I, I, I'll, I'll take i'll take your enthusiasm there yeah <laughs> i i do believe that i you've been on stage early enough for anything <laughs> no there was one i there was one time i went to see her and she just uh just straight up didn't show at all and then um big boy was there so he like went up and did a set but like she was not she didn't come at all and then the other time i saw her was with erica badu and i she was like on time erica went first and then she was like yeah she didn't make us wait but i was like shocked i was like what the she mentioned big boy i'm gonna throw andre 2000's name in there too he's somebody i would love to like oh, yes. yeah. he is like one of my favorite 
Oh, lyricist and artist of all time. Oh my God, I, I would die to work with him. I would love to do something creatively with Andre, Andre 2000. That would mm-hmm. be, I don't know what that would look like, but I feel like he's, that oh. man's a show. He's a very unbothered man, but I, I just yeah. want to, the energy well i don't know if you believe in astrology but apparently today is supposed to be like an insanely lucky day so if you manifest today like apparently it's like insanely oh shit i didn't know it's that. something that like if you're manifesting today you you have a good chance of of bringing it to fruition so you're welcome okay well we have four <laughs> hours left guys let's get like, it in i will make that sure yeah we recorded this on the 11th guys that's why yes oh yeah <laughs> Um, also what advice would you give to people who are trying to find a way to like meld all of their seemingly different gifts into one career? Like, cause I mean, the way that you've done it, they obviously connect, but they connect. It's easy to see how they connect because you do them all now. So, but you had to put that all together and be like, oh, I do this and a little of this and a little of this. And if people are recognizing these different gifts in themselves, but don't know how to, that they can all be combined. I don't know. Do you have advice? Yeah. I mean, I feel like while we're on the subject of like manifestation, I think it starts off with that. You have to manifest that. It, it definitely, that this is a real thing. Like, yeah. like you have to kind of like be like, like when I, whenever I'm like out in, when I'm meeting anyone these days, like I'm, I'm, I'm doing, I'm playing my part, like kind of, okay. So let me send those back. <laughs> Best advice is give yourself a 30 second pitch if you can. So, mm-hmm. so when you meet somebody, um, not to, not to make every relationship transactional, actually do your best not to make any relationship mm-hmm. transactional. That's like, that's like kind of a sad advice over there. Cause I think yeah. transactional relationships aren't, aren't going to thrive anymore. I think they're going to become a thing of the past. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, develop your pitch. And convince yourself first before you try to convince someone else. Like convince mm. yourself that like a real thing for you. Like so when I say like, yo, like I'm so and so, like I do XYZ, but like if I can't believe that like already, then why right. like, it's gonna like it's truly gonna show and like the person I'm I'm, I'm talking to, they're gonna be like, mm-hmm. oh, this person's cool. You know, yeah. so I mean it starts off with like conviction. Like I need to convince myself first that I, that this is real for me. And then I guess like once you start getting your hands like 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 the boots on the ground like like hands dirty with with everything that you're trying to set out to do, mm-hmm. um, project management. You need to basically like develop good project management skills. I'm not listen. I'm not perfect at that. I'm still work. I'm still a work in I progress. Think you're really good at that though. I'm just trying. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, but abnormally. I'm normally trying, but definitely definitely like do you gotta you gotta figure out your workflow. You gotta figure out how to streamline that. Right. Like I mean like. Because it that too will show. Um, mm-hmm. if, if 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 your if your situation is sloppy, it's gonna show. Yeah. Um, one of those things, like yeah, I mean, do I somehow deliver delayed responses or kind of fall short or let things fall through cracks all the time? Um, do I? But you but you need to. This isn't like really a tangible thing, but you need to be solutions oriented. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like. I don't really, rarely do you see me. I can come with a quick apology at most, at most, mm-hmm. but you want a long-term solution. Like, yeah. As to, so it's like, because again, if you're trying to take on more than one thing, you, you, you're you going to fuck up. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's, an, it's inevitable, but you have to be okay with that. And you have to have your solution handy. Like, yeah. so that's, and, um, have a parachute. Yeah, 
yeah, literally like have like have multiple parachutes. You have to be like, mm. you're gonna jump off a lot of planes. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you're gonna, and that's just what it comes down to. So have your parachute ready, um, have your facts ready, like just have everything ready, like yeah. if you can. Like and think like a little like it's, even if it's even if it's 10 steps ahead, two steps ahead, 12 steps ahead, whatever it is, just think as much ahead as you can. Mm-hmm. Um what exactly it is you're trying to bring to the table. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it don't force value. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like just honestly, just don't force value, but just push yourself to like bring forth a valuable conversation or at least a valuable mm-hmm. like you know what I mean, like, but don't force the value proposition. Like let yeah. it speak for itself. You know, listen to the people that you're trying to work with. Like listen diligently. Don't just listen and be like, yeah, yeah. Like like actually like listen. You know, mm-hmm. like I used to have oh. this uh, drummer in one of my bands that would like, and I loved him. He was so sweet, but, and he was really good, but he would, he just wouldn't listen at all. He'd be right in front of your face, but what, like in, in making direct eye contact and as you're speaking, he's going, uh-huh. Yep. And he would repeat pieces of what you're saying and like everything. And nothing would <laughs> and stick. Nothing, <laughs> like nothing would stick. And I'm like, how are you? You're just like, that made me think what you're, what you just said, Jeffrey, but it's like, listen diligently because I'm like, you learned what the motions look like. So while I'm talking to you, I feel like it's sinking in because you're nodding, you're repeating me, you're saying, yeah, at the right times, like you're, he, he would look so intently at you and it wasn't like manipulative. I think he just was like ADD. <laughs> yeah. I think honestly, yeah, I think it was ADD, but it was just like, um, but you can tell when you're talking to someone who is, they're just listening to respond or they're just listening because they want to be a yes man and validate everything you're saying, or they're not listening at all. And like, that will just stop all of your hopes to work with this person or, or have any kind of relationship, like just shoot it in the foot. Yeah. You know, uh, and that's, that's those, honestly, those are like the worst people. Yeah. (laughs) At that point you can't build it. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, I think like those, those are, those are like the most important things for me. I mean, like, Mm -hmm. um, even what I tell my that's what that's what I remind myself, you know, yeah. like like remind myself of a lot of things, but of that, it's like many many of those these. Yeah, uh, these, uh, well, that part, yeah. What you said about having like when you mess up, a short apology and a long term solution is like that stuck with me. I think uh, Alyssa and I talk about this a lot, but just women in general, we are we're too apologetic because we're conditioned that way a lot of the times. So it's just like something goes wrong and. Yeah, apologize. But then it's like 10 minutes later, like, I'm really sorry. I didn't mean. And it's like, we already went over this. Like, you don't have to apologize again. But it, but you do, like you said, you do need to have a long term solution and just like go straight into solve it mode. But sometimes you need to be reminded that, like, if you gave a, a short, however short, but like sincere apology and like acknowledge what you did and they heard you, you can move on from that. Like, and not have to keep bringing up that you messed up because actually that does seep into like, they could have heard you and that had an apology and they, they heard you say it and everything's fine. But the more you keep bringing up that you messed up again, it's going to like sink into their mind more and be like, um, yeah, Molly really, yeah, she really oh, wow, let the ball drop up. there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> In general life, they always remember when you fucked up. Like that's mm-hmm. just kind of like, so, 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 so it's like, but they don't want to, they don't want to be stuck there. So let's move on. Yeah. You know, that's how, yeah. that's how I look at it. Yeah. So whenever like any of my emails, I said like I'm quick to say, "Hey, apologies." But that's like apologies. Dot dot dot. Maybe no more than an additional six words. Yeah. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe honestly, it tends to be a lot shorter these days. And then the next paragraph, 
is that actual solution, not just yeah. for like 10 minutes from now. It's like the solution for like 10 days from now. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, um, which honestly yeah, means I mean, more because it, it yeah. means that your apology has so much more weight because you already figured out a, another way to fix it. So a boundary wasn't crossed or there wasn't another miscommunication, like whatever. It makes it way more uh, meaningful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, you know, you, you, you got to remember that, like, you know, right. We're all passionate about this industry. So it doesn't really feel like work for all of us. So when like mistakes happen, it can it can feel a little bit personal because, mm-hmm. again, it's like happening in part to something that you've pretty much put your whole life. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I take it deep into consideration when it comes. And I'm not gonna sit here and like paint a narrative as if I mess up often. You know what I mean? Like it's just more so Mm -hmm. like in the situation when it does happen. Yeah, when you do. Yeah. Yeah, it's like that's that's the best workaround. You know what I mean? It's not to brush it off. Like you need yeah, Mm -hmm. it has to be sincere. You need to actually own yeah it or didn't do, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, and yeah, but then I'm solutions oriented, like you know, and, and not even just in the sake of apology, just in the sake of everything. Like, yeah. you know, even if there's a big win today. Come with a solution as to how you're going to amplify that win. If there's a big mm-hmm. loss, a solution about how you guys are going to learn together from that. And, you know, like basically do your best to like de-risk that in the future. Yeah. You know, it's just, um, it's simple. Uh, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's simple to like sit down and at least like have that train of thought. It's not simple to accomplish what comes next, but. Right. Right that you're intentional on trying to accomplish something that comes next, then, you know, that's really how this, uh, this, this vehicle keeps going, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I mean, no one makes it to the top alone. You always have yeah. to, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, no one, absolutely no one's making it in this, in, in this industry or any industry alone. You have yeah. to oh, amen. Yeah. It's all about no part family and tribe and so forth. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, also, know that you're working on something right now because i want to give people a little something you're currently working on that people can keep an eye out for in the near future so will you tell us a little bit about your project one of the one of the million projects you're working on right now yeah, yeah one of the million i'm working <laughs> on so one one cool thing that i picked up last year um i worked with a company called blavity and uh blavity um i mean great um corporation overall they but they uh what they one of the subsidiaries is called Afrotech, which is a company that's basically based off of the principality of like um investing in like black founders in tech. Mm-hmm. Um so annually they throw an Afrotech conference. Last year they definitely amplified things there and um put a strong music element behind it. They, they did. All- like I had friends there that were just like, This is like a festival. Like I need to come back next year just for the music acts. Like the tech conference was great, but <laughs> Yeah, it went the crazy. Music. It was like a tech conference by day, all after parties by night. And then it, they concluded with like a music stage element. They had um B uh they had Zay Tobin there doing like a beat producing like kind of seminar. They had Wale during like a day party, they had Boz closing it out as well. Then they had an after party with like Cisco and Drew Hill. Like <laughs> so um, yeah, so Damn. can't reveal uh the full schematics of what's happening this year, but yeah, I'm working uh, I've since then. I came on board as like more of like a contractor. I, I still am a contractor, but strictly it was just working for that one, um, that one conference last year. But then my contract has been extended as of this year, and I've been working diligently from like actually like building this from the ground up alongside um, the experiential team. So um, mm-hmm. we will be announced of the lineup later this month. Um, mm-hmm. There, um, the conference itself has been announced already and it's live, but the music mm-hmm. element. I'm excited. Um, we're taking a real. Um, we're, put, we're putting forth a good narrative and taking a great uh, approach that mm-hmm. I feel like ties in like a really like prominent genre that we all are well aware of and how that yeah. 
Firefight Tech and vice versa. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited mm-hmm. about that. That's I'm really cool. excited. I want to go to that just for what you're putting together. Honestly. Yeah, seriously. It's been a real fun project. I just know, I mean, from last year, um, I think with how the word got out last year, it just definitely became something that's like, there's room there for everybody. It's going to be like a yeah. really, really whole week. You see the city of Austin like never before, you know, like mm. 25,000 people in general, not just black people, but like just people in general. Yeah. Celebrating life. Like, yeah, yeah, it's different. I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely different. I've never seen Austin like this in my life. So I'm excited. Wow. About to contribute um to, that's to exciting what, so, yeah. i love that um thank you so much for yeah. coming on and talking to us this was like this episode was like all the little gems you were dropping were like a culmination of what we try to make this whole podcast about mm-hmm. like career fulfillment um you know like all of the like the SOS moments, how you get through certain things, mental health, um, and also tangible advice that were mm-hmm. that is really really helpful that can help people not only just creatives and music, but in in any form of how to kind of believe in yourself and mm-hmm. try new things. It's it's great. Yeah. Yeah. No. Personally, I love what you guys are doing. I mean, I feel like Thank you know, you. I, know, I know, I know, you guys were born, definitely not born same mom, same dad. I see, I see the sister vibe that you guys hold. Yeah. On. Definitely hold each other down, so I love that, and I feel like you know what you guys are doing is really important. I mean, I, I, a lot of podcasts out there, um, you know, one can critique other podcasts in, in, in whatever form, but I think what's great is like when you have like messages that are like that, you know, that are as fulfilling as this, as as what you guys mm-hmm. are trying to deliver. Like, um, I, I don't think there's enough of that. You know what I mean? Um, so 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 what you guys have right now is really rare, and I, I really appreciate what you guys are doing. And yeah, just Thank keep moving you. that needle. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you. I always feel so like uplifted after talking to him. Yeah, he's great. We we should have him back on when he can like start talking about the projects that are coming up because there's a lot of stuff that's like just brewing. And I think having him back on to talk about that and like Mm -hmm. getting a deeper dive because again, and we say this all the time, but we mean it. Yeah. You could talk to him for a long, long time. I know. I know. And it's just, I actually, I'm not actually like, I didn't expect this, but, um, I love that he gave such tangible advice too, like Mm -hmm. things that he tells, I mean, that six month, give yourself six months to be terrible at something is so helpful because it's just like, first of all, yeah, you cannot expect to be an expert and be perfect at thing at new things ever. Mm -hmm. Um, but also just like, it's not, you also can't expect to be good in one month. You know what I mean? Like you have to find Mm-hmm. you have to allow yourself time to grow into that because even the people or especially the people you admire who are excelling, they didn't just start that way either. But, mm-hmm. and we know this, but to give a number like that and be like, give yourself this much time can kind of take the pressure off. Absolutely. Listen to your heart <laughs> and it's calling to you. Oh, that was good. That's some good finesse. <laughs> um, Jeffrey. Um... Um, I think I'm going to go the artist route. I mean, yeah, I think I'm like be a pop star. Um, manage me, but <laughs> thank you again to Jeffrey for coming on. Amazing, you got to check mm-hmm. out his stuff. What are his socials? Oh, I didn't. Yes, yes. So he's on Instagram at Jeffrey Offere. So that's J E F F R E Y O F U R E. Um, you'll find him there, and yeah, definitely like tap into what he's doing like he said he's kind of um 
He likes to be kind of under the radar, but you will find that he has his hands in a lot of really big things and you would never know because he's so humble and just like keeps his head down and does his work. But definitely someone you want to watch. Yep. So that's it for us today, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you enjoyed this interview, enjoyed this episode. We love talking about this, if you can't mm-hmm. tell. Um, we want to yes. quickly shout out every town. Um, there's been a lot of shootings almost like almost every day in the oh, past yeah. few weeks. It's like insane. So we want to shout out every crazy. town. Uh, every day, 120 people in the United States are killed with guns. The Every Town for Gun Safety Support Fund is the education, research, and litigation arm of Every Town for Gun Safety, the largest gun violence prevention organization in the country. They build awareness about the complexities of gun violence in America so that so that every person, policy makers, volunteers, cultural influencers, business leaders, and more can learn about the issues and become part of the solution. So to donate and learn more, please visit everytownsupportfund.org. Org. Yes. And we are on IG and Twitter and YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, Google, um, Apple Podcasts. Please subscribe. Please um, rate and review. You know, everyone and their mom has a podcast, mm-hmm. including us. And so mm-hmm. if you leave reviews and rate, it helps us jump jump the queue a little bit so people can find us. So yeah, and follow us on Instagram. If you're not already yes. guys at the SOS pod, please. And, and SOS with Molly and Alyssa on YouTube. So you can see everyone's beautiful face. Talking yes. To you. And, um, we are also on Patreon. So Hell if you yeah. are a real, real one, you will know <laughs> that it is worth giving either $3 a month, $7 a month or $11 a month to help support us, help support us grow, help us bring, we, we just want to be able to continue to provide this and evolve as a show and grow and reach more people and build a community. So that mm-hmm. definitely helps us do that. Um, I'm Molly Cottrell. I'm Melissa Rosano. Here's to turning meltdowns into magic. 